You're listening to episode 39 of Alexa in Canada, the voice experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello there, and welcome to episode 39 of Alexa in Canada. Today, I have a little bit of a different podcast for you, different type. But just before we get to that, a word from our sponsor. And as you know, the sponsor for this podcast is the Alexa Conference which is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. It's taking place in Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, in 2019, January 15th to 17th to be exact. And of course, it is being presented by voicefirst.fm. I'm very excited. Uh, I've been doing a lot of speaking at conferences recently, and I'm really enjoying it. And once again, I will be able to participate in this conference, the Alexa conference uh, in 2019. So I hope that you will join us there. You can get a 20% uh, discount on the uh, registration fee by using the code Alexa in Canada. And of course, I will have links to that, uh, to the registration page on the show notes page for this podcast episode, which you can find at alexaincanada.ca slash 39. Now, just before I introduce a little bit more about this particular podcast, I want to just give you a little teaser and to say that I have something that I have been working on for the last probably three to four months, and I am just about ready to launch it. And this has to do with the fact that lots of people have been asking me for help through email, uh, through Facebook, through various channels. They've been asking me for help about how to create their own flash briefings because they realize the value of flash briefings. And at the end of this podcast, I want to make a very special announcement about something that I've been working on that is going to help you to get your flash briefing live. Now, with that being said, let's move on to today's podcast. Now, as I mentioned at the outset of the podcast, this particular episode is a different type of podcast. And this is because, as you'll know, just a few weeks ago, I was back at Voice Summit, and I had the opportunity to meet someone by the name of Tassim Ahmed. And you may remember him from the episode two weeks ago, where he provided one of the clips uh, about what he got out of being at Voice Summit. And he's a uh, product voice tech and innovation leader, and recently, he just launched a brand new podcast known as Voice and Beyond. And he actually recorded the very first podcast while we were at Summit. And I was very privileged and very honored to be his first guest on his podcast. And today, I thought it would be interesting to play you the audio of that podcast, which was actually recorded live. We did take a live um, question during the podcast as well. Uh, And it was a lot of fun. So today, I'm going to share this podcast with you. You're going to hear the recording. And um, and I hope you will truly enjoy it. I'd love to hear your feedback on this type of podcast episode as well. So when it's done, uh, feel free to go to alexaincanada.ca slash 39, where you will see the show notes for this episode as well. Uh, but when the recording is done, I'm going to check back in with you 
uh, right afterwards, just briefly. So uh, without any further ado, here's the recording of me on Voice and Beyond, live from the final day of Voice 18, chatting voice and healthcare. Hey, everyone. Um, this is the first time we're doing the Voice and Beyond show. Uh, I'm joined with uh, Mr. Terry, or Dr. Terry Fisher, um, and which I'll quickly introduce. But um, this is the first time we're doing this show. We're live from the closing keynotes of um, Voice Summit 2018 taking place in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, super awesome conference. We'll definitely talk about it more. But um, just a little bit about me for the people that don't know. I, um, I'm a voice. I was a speaker at this at this conference. I helped uh, teach people how to get started on Amazon Alexa w- without knowing how to code using a program that we both love called Storyline, which we'll talk about more. Um, and I'm just very embedded into the voice ecosystem. So we'll talk a lot more about me and, and Terry in a second. But maybe if Terry wants to give a quick uh, intro. Thanks. Yeah, this is, a, this is a lot of fun. This is the first time that uh, I'm doing this as well, a live, uh, live show from the, from the Voice Summit, and also we're, we're live on Facebook as well. You can see we've got a couple of people listening in, so that's great. Um, so yeah, my name's Terry Fisher. I'm a, I'm a physician out in Vancouver, Canada. We're both Canadians. Uh, yeah. we're, we both live out in Canada. We, we just happened to discover that here at the conference. Um, so I'm in Vancouver, and uh, I'm, the, I'm the founder of Alexa in Canada. Uh, it's a website all about helping to educate um, Canadians about everything that voice technology can do, and particularly uh, things involved with Alexa. And uh, I guess my, my, my day job is I'm a physician, and I'm very interested in healthcare and, uh, and voice technology as well. And um, yeah, the conference has been great. We've had a lot of great speakers here, and uh, it's exciting to be able to share some of the stuff that we've taken away and some of our observations. So um, here, I'll turn it back over. And I mean, thanks. Thanks for the intro. And if at any time you guys have questions, you can call in. I'm not sure if that feature is there somewhere, um, but you can also leave comments uh, and and just let us know. Um, interrupt us if if we're not if we don't have any questions. But let's let's get right into it. Um, maybe I'll start off by asking Terry, um, what's been some memorable moment moments for you in Voice Summit now that's kind of winding down? Um, maybe some things you've learned, especially you come from a very different and smarter space than a lot of us. Um, maybe you just want to share some of the insights that you got. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I think the, the first thing that I'll, that I'll say is that um, just the, 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 the size of this conference it has blown me away. Um, as far as I understand, there's never been a conference of this size with voice ever. Um, and this, and congrats and shout out goes out to uh, Pete and the Modev team who put this on. They did an excellent job. But the, the amount of people here that are that are you know uh, interested in voice and enthusiastic about voice, it just shows that I think we're really on to something new here. There's been some major technological breakthroughs over the years, as we know, uh, the internet itself, um, the computer itself, touch screens with you know everybody remembers that sort of iconic speech that Steve Jobs made when he introduced the iPhone, and and a lot of analysts and people I speak to they feel that this is sort of the next big thing in voice, uh, or voice being that, and it's really fascinating because I actually think it's going to completely disrupt everything that we do in every sector, essentially. Um, you know, when you start to see one of the messages that I that I heard or one of the comments that one of the speakers made at the sessions was that when you start to see references to voice technology in sort of pop culture and Saturday Night Live and, and those sorts of things, it's not a fad. There's enough public, um, uh, enough public knowledge of that technology the fact that they can put it in those types of, of shows means that people know what this is about and people are talking about it and it's just gaining more and more momentum. So um, it's a fascinating area to be in. Uh, the, the potential is incredible. And 
so those are my my initial reactions. How about you? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, echoing a lot of the things you've mentioned, no pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the sheer magnitude of the conference, given that it's still a pretty young space and we've gotten like over 2,700 people show up from the last number I've heard. Um, and a lot of big brands out here, a lot of small creators, just a whole breadth of the voice community just coming out. Um, it really shows that we're probably onto something pretty huge. There's investors out here, there's um, startups, we've there's um, young people starting stuff. There's old people starting stuff. It's it's really an exciting atmosphere to be in, and to think that you can talk about something so um, emerging for three days straight and beyond is 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 unreal to me. So there were amazing sessions. The the conference itself had a lot of different sessions, ranging from super basic stuff. Um, to the industry itself, to very technical stuff. I was at a workshop with Paul's um, design workshop, which was unreal. Um, so yeah, I mean, the learning is there for everyone. So I really encourage everyone to come out, come out next year. Um, but that being said, I mean, you mentioned an interesting point about how um, voice is going to take off. But if you think about it, voice has been around for a long time. And I know this is a question that's asked a lot. But why do you think voice has picked up steam right now? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've spoken on this before. I, I think the best way I can explain this is that um, I like to tell the story that when I, when I was dating myself here, I came, I came home from elementary school and one day, this is like, this has been like grade six, grade seven or something. And I walk in, I walk home, my parents tell me, we bought this new thing at Radio Shack. It's called a Tandy computer. I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with what a Tandy computer is. But basically, it was like one of those old school, truly old school personal computers. This big boxy thing with a big screen that could, it was like a monochrome screen, right? No color. And they, you know, they told me, hey, this is a computer. And I sat down. I was like, hey, cool. All right. This is really neat. And it could do nothing, of course, right? Really compared to what it could do today. But I had to load up, you know, take my five and a quarter inch floppy drive or floppy disk, put it in the drive, load it up, MS-DOS booted up. And what could I do? I could like type a command and get to do something. And then the next big kind of step forward was um, when Windows came out and you had a graphical user interface. And the way that you interacted with the computer then was with a mouse, right? And then we go to the next, next step forward. And again, it kind of references Steve Jobs again, where he produced the iPhone. And those are all big leaps in technology, but the thing is, each one of those has something in similarity. And that, of course, is that they require some kind of interface. So initially, we were typing commands. Then we were using a mouse to click. Then we're using our fingers on a touch screen. But for all of those, we had to uh, adapt the way we talk to a computer to actually get the message to the computer and allow it to, to understand what we're trying to say. For the first time in history, computing power and AI is now, uh, is now at a state where that we don't have to adapt to the computer anymore. The computer adapts to us. And there's no longer any interface that is needed. We communicate by voice. Uh, somebody gave a stat today that, you know, uh, the, the amount of words per minute, you can do 150 words per minute, the average person versus the average person typing 40 words per minute. We talk, we talk, we communicate by voice. And we're now at the stage where we can eliminate the layer of, of the, of the, uh, the hardware interface that was required for us to communicate to computers and by extension to everything around us. And when you can communicate with things by voice, you're, you're at the most natural possible until we get to like neural implants or something like that. But that's why I'm I'm so excited about voice, and um, it's just it's it really is an incredible time. I, as far as I'm concerned, I think this is the biggest technological advantage that's coming to scale that we've seen since the introduction of the internet itself. So, 
And I'm glad you mentioned those points because that brings a really methodical approach to certain things about voice. But kind of why I also think voice is taking off right now is just the shifts of consumer behavior, like you mentioned. Um, like right now, it's all about, or in 2008, post post 2008, it's always been about mobile and, and the touch points, physical touch points on, on the phone. But me personally, and a lot of people, um, and consumers are just starting to not even wanting to pull out their phones. Their phones are getting bigger. Um, if something can be solved with um, voice, it will be solved. So an interesting point that I actually um, had another call with, um, his name is Farhan Thaur, who's the CTO of Helpful. Um, he mentioned that an interesting insight is um, voice, even though it will take off, if you think about hardware playing into it, so like everyone's rocking AirPods, I have AirPods in my pocket right now. Um, imagining as you're walking down the street, um, if you remember something and you just say, hey, AirPods, um, do it. And I'm pretty sure the feature is already probably there with Siri, but like scaling that um, and basically having a smart speaker in your in your headset, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, so. you know, again, like you said, it's it's it's, it's another touch point and it's another place where um, you're taking out that element of the friction, right? And so everything is just becoming more seamless. It's going to, I believe that ultimately we're moving towards an, uh, an era of what's known as ambient computing, where there's going to be microphones all around us. And, you know, that brings up some privacy issues and that sort of stuff, which that's another whole topic. <laughs> and we can, we can maybe touch on that if you'd like. But, um, uh, you know, I, I just... I, maybe I'm optimist, maybe I'm naive, call me what you want, but you know, I like the idea of having ambient computing and I like the idea of it making our lives easier. You know, I, could, I mean, for those of you that are listening, you can think back and remember, um, you know, the first time you ever put a credit card into a computer, um, you know, were you apprehensive about that? I know I was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen there, but ultimately like it's just common practice now. You get used to it and you, and you do it. And, you know, for people that have some concerns about speaking with voice, I think that's the same with anything that's new, right? There's going to be some apprehension about it. But when people start to really experience it and realize how much easier it makes their lives, um, you know, I think people are going to be uh, be much more much more receptive to it. So, yeah. Did you have a particular favorite talk this over the course of the, the, the conference here or anything that you really took away that really kind of struck you or something you hadn't thought about? or? Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a tough one because there's a lot of great talks, and I'm not just saying that. There's been like some pretty unreal talks. Um, there's one. I mean, this is a recent memory, but there's one today where it just got me thinking. It wasn't the talk itself, but um, I, f I forget the gentleman's name, but it was around voice and social media, and the the thought that another social media platform, in my opinion, like be, be, because of this talk, it kind of got me thinking. A platform could emerge out of voice that. Mm. We, we we're not thinking of like the next Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, could emerge out of voice. And I'm just thinking about the like 20 years in the future where you're getting like pings on your Alexa or your Google home of certain like messages or interactions. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking that far. I mean, I, I don't have a concrete idea yet, but that was kind of my favorite moment where I was like, oh, wow. Like if this happens, I'm not going to be surprised. No, no, no. In fact, um, I'm not sure how many listeners will follow, follow um, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, but uh, he has, uh, you know, he made a really good point. I listened to him. He's a, he's an entrepreneur, a very smart guy, and and very uh, very bullish on voice as well. Um, and you know, he talked about how if you think about how fast things are changing, companies like, or, or platforms like Instagram and Waze and everything, that was these are you know billion dollar companies mm -hmm. that were built on mobile, and mobile really only entered this world 
10 years ago. And, um, you know, within the next, and I'll probably go faster with voice, yeah. but in the next sort of three to five years, you're going to see some major companies, brand new companies forming that are somehow able to leverage voice and create the next, like you said, equivalent to Instagram or Waze or something like that, but on a voice platform. And um, and I think you're right. I think we're going to get to the place where there's a social media platform, and you're just you're just going to talk, and it's going to, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's just it's it's really really exciting. So yeah. And I mean, I'm going to have to steal your thunder a little bit, but um, what was your favorite part of the conference? <laughs> yeah. So um, my favorite part. So uh, as I said, I, I am I'm also a physician, and I, I was I was attending a lot of the conf the um, the sessions on healthcare. And uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to give one of those as well. And I was talking about sort of high-level thinking and, and where I see this going. But um, I was very interested to hear, you know, other aspects of voice that I hadn't fully thought about. Things like using the acoustic signal of a person, the way they're speaking, and being able to detect um, if they are becoming depressed. Or uh, using the acoustic signal of somebody and determining if they are at risk for coronary artery disease. Um, and there are studies going on, as I learned from like the Mayo Clinic and, and Boston Children's Hospital. They're, these studies are being done and they're showing that, but, you know, you know, it really, really brings home the statement. You know, I could, it, you know, when somebody says to you, I can hear it in your voice, you know, if you're feeling nervous, or if you're feeling scared, or if you're feeling happy, there's actual science behind that now. And they are starting to actually show that you can, you can have a device that's listening and it's listening to the intonation of your voice and the pace and, and the, the inflection in the voice. And they can actually start to now predict diseases or pick up symptoms or pick up things that are going on just from the sound of your voice, which is totally fascinating to me. That's another whole element of voice that, uh, that's going to emerge. That that's super cool. And, um, I'm glad, I'm glad you got that your, your healthcare, um, doctor side of things got fulfilled. And, you mentioned earlier a little bit about security and that we we were probably going to stay away from that topic but <laughs> i was kind of curious about i mean like voice and healthcare like we're probably moving towards this topic right now but voice and healthcare how how much besides just the always listening part of the security of amazon or the smart speakers like what do you think about medical information like that how how is there a way that voice can actually disrupt healthcare in a in a, in a timely manner or is there security concerns that need to be thought about. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really big topic. And it's that obviously is one of the biggest barriers right now for voice and for healthcare um, from two perspectives. One, of course, the, the security, like you said. Um, and the other one is actually just privacy and uh, following uh, privacy regulations. Down here in the States, everybody's talking about the HIPAA regulations. It's similar. We have similar regulations in Canada. Um, Currently, Amazon Alexa is not HIPAA compliant, although there are rumors that uh, it will be within the next six months to a year, the, sort of the, the time frame that I'm being uh, heard thrown around. There are sort of ways or hacks that you can unofficially kind of get around that by tying in a specific device to an unidentified ID, uh, and a person could could talk about it, and then that somehow is then taken into, for example, an electronic medical health record that then is is linked, so that Alexa is not actually linking you to any particular um, personal health information, PHI. Um, but it's 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 I have to admit that's one of the big challenges, and and I, I'm not quite sure how that's going to shake down. What I what I can say is that it kind of gets back to what I was saying before. I believe in general we're going to come to a place where, you know, we're going to have to make a decision. There's more information about the us. There's more information about each of us out there every day. 
Google knows so much about us. Facebook knows so much about us. Whatever your service you're using, the fact that you're using a credit card online, like I talked about, they know. The, I mean, the credit card, they know I'm in Newark, right? They, I did a Google search. Google knows I'm in Newark right now. Like, there's so much out there. Do I really care is the question. First of all, to be me personally, I don't. But some people might, and that's fair enough. Um, but I, I think ultimately, as more information goes out there, um, you're going to have to make a decision. And we may come to the tipping point where either you're going to have to like shut down the stuff if you don't want to be part of it, or jump on the bandwagon and share to what you're 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 comfortable doing. And I I just think that the convenience and the 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 quality of life and the things that we can take advantage of if we're willing to share information is going to uh, I, I just think it's going to be something that people are are willing to give up some privacy for. So, um, I know you gave a talk as well. You mentioned. Do you want to give us tell us a little bit about what your what your talk was about? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for. Um... Thanks for those insights, first of all. But um, yeah, uh, my talk was around just helping um, a lot of the voice first community at at the conference themselves. Like there's a lot of people that come out to the conference, um, but just get started um, into the voice community. There, a lot of people are coming probably to the conference for the first time, not knowing much about voice or having limited exposure. I just wanted to give an active way for them to really get started uh, on voice platforms. And my platform of choice to develop on right now is Amazon Alexa. And um, I mentioned Vasily and Maximo there a lot of times in this conference, both in my talk as well as different mediums, but um, they've created an online platform called GetStoryline.com. Um, and essentially, it's it's allowing you to build Alexa skills. And for those of you that don't know what Alexa skills are, are their voice applications on Alexa um, without knowing how to code. So traditionally, it's been pretty technical. Um, and pretty confusing about how to get started on voice. Even some developers could have a tough time navigating um, Alexa's um, developer kits, but they're getting a lot better now. Um, but they've created this platform that allows you to create um, Alexa skills from, from scratch without knowing how to code, and they take care of a lot of the hassles. So I really just helped um, a lot of the users um, get started on that. A lot of people are active users on Storyline, so I before we even started the talk, I was like, so if any of you are active storyline users, please, like, I would feel bad if you took your time to listen to my talk. Um, but yeah, it was a great feedback. I got a lot of good feedback after the talk. Um, and it really, it's it's amazing to see, like, that there are going to be people like me giving these talks that's just going to start spreading the voice virus, um, if you want to call it, um, around the world. And, like, I feel like um, Vasily and Maxime, they have the like the intro post on the Facebook group of new members joining. I feel like after this conference, they're going to have like 500 members and they have to tag each one of them. But yeah, uh, that's just a little bit about my talk. Maybe you you, you mentioned you were you, you were speaking on a panel or... Uh, I gave a talk. You yeah. gave a talk, right. Okay, maybe you want to tell us more about that. Sure. So what I what I spoke about was kind of the overview of what where I see healthcare going. Um, it was a, uh, uh, like I say, kind of a high-level um, talk and... What, what I spoke about was, um, to make a long story short, basically, I was looking at the problems, the problems with the healthcare system. And being a Canadian, uh, if for the Canadians listening in, you know that it takes a long time to get in to see a doctor, or it takes a long time to go, or to sit in the emergency department if you need to be seen, or it takes a long time to see a specialist, and so on. And I talked about um, how I, I think that the ideal healthcare system ha has three components. It's got the the right care, the right time, and the right place. And by having a voice device in your home and almost being like um, having your own healthcare team living in the device, so you've got your own nurse, you've got your own 
you name it, your nurse, your dietitian, your physiotherapist, your 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 your, your um, psychologist, your even a doctor or a medical officer. It's like it's like the show Honey I Shrunk the Kids. It's like Honey I Shrunk the Healthcare Team, but it's riveting. You know? <laughs> but so but you basically have this healthcare team living in the device, and you can ask the device like you know I'm not feeling well. What's going on? And it can help guide you through not necessarily to replace the healthcare team but to at least be like a triage nurse and to guide you and hopefully by doing that everybody's got a you know a place they can go to that will then help to guide them through the healthcare system in a way that is not eating up the resources so so somebody that you know doesn't need to go to the emergency department can be told that in advance through their device and say no you know what for that you could probably wait a couple of days and see your family doctor and they don't end up clogging up the emergency department and I mean, there's so many applications there. Um, so I was I was just talking about some of the ideas that I have, um, just brainstorming things, and you know everything from, you know, a, a speech pathology skill, talking somebody through their speech pathology exercises at home, or a physiotherapist skill, talking through somebody's uh, rehab, or a smoking cessation skill, helping somebody to quit smoking, or I mean, you name it, you name any any health application or health topic, and there's a voice application for it, and. That and there's so much space right now, right now, in this in this uh, field that um, you know lots of people are going to jump in. There's going to be some good stuff. I'm really excited to see where it goes over the next couple of years. So that that's kind of what I was talking about. And cool. I mean, I actually have a question about that. But before that, um, we're approaching the final minute, few final couple of minutes. Um, there's a lot of people listening right now. If you guys have questions, please send them in. Um, Terry has a lot of insight, but um, kind of to hop off, hop on that. Um, a little bit. Have you seen any actual applications yet? I know the space is super young, but have you seen like some hospitals or some um, clinics or anything really playing with with that space yet? So yeah, it, it, within the healthcare field, it's um, it's funny. But 2000 and the year 2018 has really been sort of the year of the pilot studies. Um, so there's a lot of people trying stuff out. I think it's in really in 2019 where we're going to see a lot of these really come to the market. Um, I can tell you some ideas of things that people are doing. Um, again, I, I reference on Boston and uh, Boston Children's Hospital. They've created a skill called Kids MD, which is basically a resource for for pediatric care. Um, there's, um, you know, there's applications such as um, it's a pretty simple one, but it's it's really valuable. So, in a pediatric uh, ward in a hospital, particularly in, for uh, you know for unfortunate for like for kids that have had burns, they're very painful and they don't don't want to move. And so just having a voice controlled um, smart um, room, hospital room is great because then these kids don't have to move, they can control their TV and they can control their lights and that sort of stuff. Um, there are even applications that kind of gets back to what I was saying about um, the acoustic signals where we're starting to look at somebody coughing at home and um, the AI technology being able to pick up on the, the, uh, the acoustic signal of the cough and helping to suggest a diagnosis based on the type of cough. Um, and so it was just a couple. I mean, there are, there are, you know, I can't say that a lot of these I've seen necessarily in the market yet, but there's a lot of pilot things going on. Um, and they're all, I mean, they're all so fascinating. Some really smart people working on this stuff. So, yeah. What, and maybe you want to just tell, tell listeners also exactly where are you going forward with voice? Or where do, you know, what are your next plans over the next little while? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, um, what's really exciting me about voice right now is that, um, I'm personally really into EDM music. I know it's a, it's a shocker to a lot of people, but um, just music in general. There's a lot of artists that are putting out weekly shows 
um, of, of whatever they're up to or combining the community or whatnot. And they're putting on SoundCloud, Spotify, just the basic uh, mediums, but no one's really thought about voice yet. I haven't seen a weekly show um, that people have in terms of like actual music sets, like an hour long music set that's been put on to Alexa or any prominent one. So um, I'm just thinking of the big names out there that actually have their own shows and helping them get that on, get, get their stuff onto there. The, the media space in that sense, that's just combining my passion for voice, but also my personal interest into, into one thing. So that's kind of what I want to try to do next. Um, yeah, you look like you have some thoughts about that. So I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to give a shout out to a uh, to um, Armel Baudry. He's a guy that has a platform called Treble.fm. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Uh, Canadian uh, in Ontario. Nice. And um, it's something that if you're interested in, uh, for the listeners, there, if you're interested in music, it's a, it's a platform that essentially allows you to, um, to play music, but almost um, or or be a, almost like be a DJ and this this platform is is configured that people can subscribe to your channel through Alexa to listen to this wow and um so if that's something that interests you i would look up um treble treble.fm and uh and i can say also he was uh he was he was interviewed on the Alexa in Canada podcast so um you can also find him at alexaincanada.ca and if you just search for treble.fm you'll find the podcast there so that's uh it's quite, he's, I think he's doing some uh, pretty interesting things as well there. Cool. And I mean, um, as we're waiting for the final questions uh, to come through, uh, maybe you want to tell us a little bit more about what you're up to. I see, like, if you, I know this is an audio call, but if you see Terry's shirt, it says Alexa on Canada. And I, I was like, before the call, I was like, how do I get my hands on this shirt? <laughs> um, maybe you want to tell us a little bit more about what Alexa in Canada is, what you guys are up to, what the roadmap's looking like. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, I know we're getting towards the end of the call here, so I'm going to try to keep this short. But basically, um, you know, when I when when Alexa first came to Canada about um, eight eight months ago, um, I was looking for being being kind of a tech geek, a self-proclaimed tech geek. Um, you know, I, that goes way back to those days of the Palm Pilot when I had one of those. Um, but uh, I was looking for some information on uh, on Alexa, and I couldn't find anything. And I have a I have uh, background in education and teaching as well, and I, I wanted to create a resource that would basically increase the this, this is a little bit of an oxymoron, but increase the literacy of voice technology, and um, and so I created being a techie and having a hobby of creating websites stuff. I created the Alexa in Canada website really with the purpose of just providing some information uh, to people that are out there, and um, and I, as as a result of that, it's it's really caught on and there's been a huge amount of interest in Canada and it's sort of taken on a life of its own. Um, so I now have a, a weekly podcast, the Alexa in Canada podcast. Uh, I have a daily flash briefing, uh, which is called Voice in Canada. Um, it's actually, I'm proud to say, and it's due to great listeners that have given me great reviews. It's actually the number one rated flash briefing in Canada. Wow. Um, and um, it's also available in the States. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. And um, so I encourage you that if you're, if you're, I mean, it, of course, it, there's, there's stuff that are applicable to everybody, but in particular, if you're a Canadian, then for sure, check us out. We've got a Facebook community uh, page, um, and, you know, you can find everything that you, you need to uh, about that at, at the website, alexincanada.ca. So, yeah, and where can people can, or do we have a, we actually have a question? question? Yeah. 
Yeah, we had a question come in, and this will be our uh, last kind of topic. So I'll read it out. Uh, I'm a retired physician who has built a few Alexa skills and have one under development that would interface with the electronic medical record system. Do you know any of the vendors that are working in this area? It deals with providing post-procedure care. This sounds like a question for Terry. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure I'm understanding that quest question. Uh, so under development, so Alexa Skills has one under development that would interface with the electronic medical medical record system. Okay, do you have any vendors that are working in this area? Um, so the 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 one um, the one sort of vendor that comes to mind, who's a major player in this area, is somebody by, or a company by the name of Orbita, um, O R B I T A. Uh, Nathan Trelor is the COO of that, um, and he um, he basically is creating a platform that is being used by some large organizations that allows medical professionals to create skills for one, and then interface with various um, various other uh, software platforms. So I guess to answer your question, that, that's the first one that comes to mind. There are some other ones. That I, the names escape me right now. Um, Orbit would be a really good place to start. I'll also just give a shout out to the, um, there's a summit coming up in two weeks from now in Boston at uh, Harvard Medical School, the Voice of Healthcare Summit. Um, I'm, I'm privileged to be one of the speakers there as well in a couple of weeks. Um, so if you're interested in voice and healthcare, uh, VOH Summit is a good one to check out. And I'll also just mention that um, I'm launching a new uh, uh, website uh, and a podcast shortly at voicefirsthealth.com, which is similar to Lexin Canada in that it's going to be an educational site for people that are interested in healthcare and voice. So um, you'll, if you go there now, you'll see it's a little bit bare bones now, but I'm just uh, sort of putting the finishing touches on that, and it's going to be uh, officially launching very soon. But voicefirsthealth.com is another place that people can go. So where can people find you? <laughs> yeah, people can find me um, in, in my website, tisim.com. Uh, that's also my Twitter handle, but without the dot because there's no symbols in uh, in, in Twitter handles. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this was an amazing um, first first episode of this show. Especially, we got to talk a lot about a space that I know nothing about, but is your bread and butter, which is healthcare. So I'm sure the the listeners had a huge treat um, listening to something probably not a lot of people. Um, would actively think about with voice at the moment. Um, it's amazing that you're doing a lot of things. Um, we found a lot. We found a lot of um, handles. I'll, I'll throw them out there um, on the call following this. But uh, really appreciate your time, Terry. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on at the summit. Really appreciate you taking the time to sit with me. Um, any last remarks that you want to give? No, I think well. Thanks. First of all, just thanks a lot for inviting me to to this first call. It's a lot of fun. I think I think uh, these live things are great, and I think we should do more of them. Um, uh, yeah. Other than just thank you, and I and I, I think it's great what you're doing as well. Just sort of helping to educate the people. Uh, educate the people. It sounds so like mm -hmm. preachy, but you know. Uh, but getting out there and getting involved with voice. I, you know, there's lots of space here for lots of people to be doing lots of cool things, and uh, I'm I'm just really excited. And it is a pleasure to meet you. It's nice nice to meet. You know, there's not a lot of Canadians here, yeah. and uh, the fact that we're both uh, both Canadians was uh, was a lot of fun for us to, to do as well. So, um, yeah. So thanks a lot. Yeah, and thanks for everyone uh, for their questions and also calling in. Um, I'll try to do this on a weekly basis. We'll see where it goes, but. Um, to that, let's, that's the conclusion of Voice Summit for us and this call. So thanks a lot for everyone. 
Well, there you go. That was a lot of fun for me to do. The tables were turned there a little bit and that I was being interviewed. And I, I interviewed Tasim a little bit in there as well, but by and large, he was interviewing me and it was a lot of fun. So, hey, Tasim, a shout out to you. Thanks so much for having me on your show uh, on the uh, first episode. Um, I'm honored and it was really a lot of fun. And you opened my eyes to uh, more of the live type of shows. And I got to figure out a way to do more. I have to figure out a way to do more of that as well myself because I think it's a lot of fun. Now, for the exciting announcement, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, I have been working on a major project, one of the biggest things that I've done since I have launched uh, Alexa in Canada. And it gives me great pleasure, and I'm so excited to announce that I have created the most comprehensive course currently available on flash briefings. And essentially, through this course, I will help you to learn how flash briefings work, what kind of equipment you need for flash briefings, what are you going to talk about in a flash briefing, how to plan for your flash briefing, how to record your flash briefing, how to organize your files, give you recording tips, how to upload your flash briefing, what services to use, uh, how to test your flash briefing, and how to get it certified through Amazon, as well as the marketing of your flash briefing, how to launch your flash briefing, how to maintain your flash briefing, as well as some bonus uh, modules in terms of how to get the best graphics for your flash briefing icon, and as a bonus, how to turn your flash briefing into a podcast. So if you have been looking for a way to reach your audience, and whether that be promote uh, your business, whether that be to get support for your nonprofit organization, whether that is to simply share your passion about a particular hobby or a topic, this course is the most comprehensive course available today, period. Right now, you have the opportunity to go and put yourself on the list to be notified when the course opens for registration, which is going to be in one week. And uh, at that point, I'm going to be opening it for a limited time because this first group of people, I really want to work with them very closely to make sure that their flash briefings are a smashing success. I have had a couple of people beta test the course and they've gone through it and I have had some great feedback, uh, but I'm really looking forward to launching this for the first time for real to you, the listeners. And I know there's been a great demand for people that want to use this voice channel to get their message out to their audience. So, how do you access this? Well, the name of the course is Flash Briefing Formula. And you can go right now to flashbriefingformula.com to put your name in to be notified when the registration actually opens in a week. And I will make sure that you get priority access to the course when it opens. You will be the first to know about it. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited about it. Please feel free to share this with anybody that you think may be interested in setting up a flash briefing and um, what can I say? I really look forward to having you in the course. Flashbriefingformula.com. And of course, I'll have a link to it in today's show notes. And you'll have uh, the information about uh, today's podcast and Tasim, our guest, in the show notes. And you can find those at alexaincanada.ca slash 39. So with that, I'm going to sign off for today. I uh, hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you over at flashbriefingformula.com. She's got, She's skills. got skills.